Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, my friend Ella Selena Bowen is a fellow Halloweenie, and we talk about her love of the holiday, a turkey clown, and the annoyance of staring at Tom Cruise's nose. <laughs> So this bowl is going to be on November 5th. It's going to be served on November 5th, but we're recording the day before Halloween. So I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, man, should we just get into November and uh, get all, I don't know, November-y, I guess? But fuck that. I want to stay in Halloween. I want to stay in Halloween. I want to talk more about Halloween because it's tomorrow, and I want to just think about that this weekend. Um, and that's why you're here, Ella. I love talking to you about Halloween. I see like seeing your post about Halloween. You're a big fan of Halloween. And, uh, yeah. Um, what have you been doing this October? Oh, my goodness. What have I been doing this October? Well, mainly I have been trying to create a yard display in my front yard. Um, and so I've been kind of going shopping for that whenever uh, I can with my mom. My mom's been helping me out with that and then um, just sort of trying to make things for the yard display and then like today and tomorrow we're going to be setting up the yard display so that's that's kind of been my main focus for Halloween um, this year so I'm really excited for that. What do you I mean do you mind do you mind spoiling because I'm not going to be able to see it but do you mind tell me what the display is? So yeah uh, so uh, my 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 big thing this year that I've been just really into is werewolves and so I knew I wanted to dress up as a werewolf. And uh, so I was like, okay, so how, what's the yard display that can be involved with a werewolf? And so originally, it's, it's funny, my idea changed so much. So at first I got inspired because like, I found an art, uh, 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 I found a piece of art on like Twitter of a female werewolf. And she was like, she had red hair and she was buff, but she was like hairy and, but she was gorgeous. And so like one picture was her in like, um, uh, leggings and like a, a crop top and then the other picture was her in like this beautiful white dress holding like um, holding a glass of, of wine and I was like okay female werewolf glamorous female werewolf hell yeah so that was my first thought is that I wanted to do glamour and so I talked through it with myself and with my mom and then we kind of we we started gravitating more toward oh what about prom werewolf because like for those who have never uh, seen or met me before, I'm very short and I look very young for my age. Um, I am about to turn 30 uh, in April. So uh, so I was like, okay, so prom queen werewolf, why don't we do that? So it still has the glamor, but like it's, it's uh, also very cute. And then I was like, well, I want it to be more, I want it to be scary. So what's scary about it? Oh, the prom queen got turned into a werewolf on Halloween and is transforming in front of everyone. So why don't we do like a prom queen display? And then that didn't really, wasn't really kind of working for me either. So then it became, so instead of prom queen werewolf, why don't we just do a Halloween party that's been massacred by a werewolf and one of the people at the party is turning into a werewolf. And so that's kind of where we landed. So the idea is that the front yard looks like a party has been happening, but it was massacred by a werewolf. And then I'm going to be a werewolf. Originally, I was wanting to try to look like I was transforming. But instead, that's not. But we're we don't we don't quite have the capabilities to do that. Like I I my aspirations were far too high this year. <laughs> so 
Instead, it's just going to be me. It looks like I got massacred. And then as people walk by, I'm going to like, and like come to life. So that's, that's the idea that we're doing this year. Um, so a movie that I bring up on Question Crunch a lot is uh, Teen Wolf. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So as a fan of Teen Wolf, I would totally watch a movie of a prom, a prom themed movie where the prom queen turns into the werewolf and massacres the whole school. I would watch that easily. <laughs> right. That would be so cool. Like maybe I'll do that someday, but like right now it's, it's, I, I just, I don't know. I just really love the idea of one. I don't feel like there's a, enough female werewolves in media. It's, 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 which kind of makes sense because like wolf, it's werewolf, wolf, man is usually what it is. But it's like I want more female werewolves. I want more uh, sexy werewolves. Like I'm just really into sexy werewolves this year. I don't know why. I don't know why that's a thing for me this year. But like I just I need more of that in my life. Yeah. Earlier when you described it as a oh yeah I found a female uh, werewolf that's very sexy. I'm like sexy. All right. Uh, that's that's not important. <laughs> associate with werewolves (laughs) exactly like usually they're this this terrifying monster that that destroys you but like i don't know there's i feel like there was something i heard recently where someone's like i want tender werewolves i want passionate werewolves and i'm like yes i want that too (laughs) so i don't know (laughs) um I, I have uh, quite a few uh, werewolf fanatics, I guess I, I can call them, because, uh, and, and they're all women. So I think that there's a thing there that uh, is, is about sexy werewolves, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised that there aren't any movies of female werewolves, considering all of my werewolf friends are women. I mean, there are, but they're not well known. They're, they're one that I learned about recently, I'm not going to remember the name of it. Is it? I think it's werewolves versus strippers. There is like a movie where there are female werewolves, but they're strippers. That's um, uh, very empowering. Very <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, I I have yet to see it. I you you would think that like being as obsessed with werewolves as I have been, I would go out of my way and make sure to watch as many werewolf movies as possible during October, and I just didn't, and I'm kicking myself for it because I've seen I you, you mentioned Teen Wolf. I actually have never seen Teen Wolf. I've only seen like clips of like the TV show that came out like I don't remember how many years ago, but I've never seen like the original movie. And so I haven't seen that. I haven't seen The Howling, which is I know another big werewolf movie. I have seen An American Werewolf in London. I have seen that. Um, (laughs) The one, because I know there's many Howling movies. One of the movies that I saw was, oh, I think it's Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf. But it's got like an alternative name that's like Sturba Werewolf Bitch or something like that. It's it's that one's a weird one. Like I recommend it just to like just to like if you want to see a weird werewolf movie, it's not great. It's just weird. And like there is a female werewolf in that that's like the main werewolf. So go check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Well, Team Wolf streaming. I think it's also on YouTube for free with ads, I think. I think that's where I saw it. I actually own it on DVD, so I, <laughs> I will. I might watch it later as I'm as I'm prepping my my yard display because I need to watch it. I highly recommend it. Um, I've thought of doing a display where um, I was thinking about making it look like uh, the the witch's house, 
Like, it would be really fun to dress up like a witch, because I think it would be really cool to get really into the character. Um, and then I thought of making a display, like, just a facade of her hut, and make it all candy and decorate it looking like a, a candy house. And have you watched, uh, what's that called? Night Story, I think it is? Night Books? I think it's Night Books. It's a new Netflix thing, and it's very... Oh, I, I've heard it's of it. <laughs> yes, I, I've heard of it, because... Uh, the one play, the uh, the actress playing the witch in it, I think, is the actress who played Jessica Jones. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard of it, and it's been on my list, and I just haven't made the time to watch it, but I want to. So it's it's very much like Goosebumps. Okay. So it's, it's it's spooky but not scary. It's for kids. Um, mm -hmm. but they're uh, they're they witches that they have the design on there. And I don't want to spoil anything. I'm, I'm realizing that I'm risking spoiling here. Um, just go watch that movie. <laughs> but I love uh, I love the character design that they had on that movie. It's really good for being a kid's movie. Um, yeah, I just realized I'm risking spoiling. So let me avoid that. Let me just change the subject completely. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite, uh, what, what is one of your favorite Halloween memories? Oh man. Okay. So I had to, I really have to think about this because Halloween, there's so many different memories and just picking one is really hard. So I, I, I wanted to share two of them. The first one I'll share is from 2012. Uh, someone that I knew uh, was involved in a, a, like a benefit for the Make-A-Wish Foundation called Stuntacular. And or the Halloween Stuntacular. And it was basically where a bunch of stunt actors would take the month of October to put together a show. And then it would perform like a couple days at the end of October, uh, multiple times in one evening. And um, you would, I think you would, I don't remember if it was that it was free and they just asked for donations or if it was like you had to pay for a ticket. I don't quite remember. But I had gone and seen it a couple days before Halloween to go see the person I knew who was in it. And I liked it so much that I stayed and watched it a second time. And in between performances, I had met one of the other performers who was dressed as Robin from Batman and Robin. The story was like uh, uh, heroes coming to life. And um, uh, he, play he played Robin. And um, we saw each other and it was like we had met had met before and we were like best friends and i immediately like hugged him and we talked and it was great and he ended up uh we ended up uh, becoming uh boyfriend and girlfriend for about seven years um and so that um wait I'm, I'm going too far ahead on halloween i went and saw it again and i dressed up and uh the person that i knew who was in the show originally took a picture of me and this this new guy that I had met and um, I just remember being so happy and I had so much fun and then that night I went and I believe I only watched I didn't I wasn't in it but I watched um, a uh, shadow cast of Rocky Horror Picture Show um, which I had already kind of been involved with before but um, that night I don't think I was in it I just went and watched it which was fine I which I love because um, that's a that's another big like part of Halloween for me is Rocky Horror. Um, but yeah, so the fact that like, that was the first time I got to meet and get to know this man who became such a huge part of my life for a very long time. And 
Halloween kind of became our anniversary. And so for many Halloweens after that, we would spend it together and we would uh, do stuff together. And so, but that was the beginning of it. So that that's why that one means so much to me. Um, and then it's it's interesting because there are other Halloween events that happen or Halloween type events that happen throughout the year. One of them being Midsummer Scream and which is how I met you, Jimmy, um, because of um, our mutual friend, the Paranormal Pixie. And I got to work as a volunteer in the Paranormal Pixie Pumpkin Patch, which is like the kids section of Midsummer Scream. And I, the first year I did that, um, I met you and I met a ton of other people. And I ended up kind of, that really sort of got me more into like horror. I wasn't really into horror before that. And that, I think... I don't remember if that was the same year that I went to Haunted Hayride for the first time, but I do know that that was the year that I went to Dark Harbor for the first time, and I went twice in one season. Um, and so that was sort of an introduction to scare, more scare acting stuff and haunts and other types of Halloween media that I really hadn't experienced before that. So it's... Um, that also, like, I, I, even though it didn't happen on Halloween, it still was like, it kind of evolved what Halloween meant to me for years to come after that. So those, I would say, like, out of all the Halloween memories that I have, those two stand out the most to me. Do you remember the first time you saw a Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, oh my god, yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> this, um, the first time... This kind of actually goes into another question uh, of yours. We'll but, get uh, there we eventually. Get there. <laughs> yeah. So the first time I saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I was 16. And when you're when you're under 18, you have to go with a guardian or a parent. And so my mom went with me. I was in a musical at the time called Little Shop of Horrors. And two of the people that were in the cast with me also were, were involved in Rocky Horror Picture Show. And specifically, the one that we went to my first time, it was uh, my friend uh, Danya was playing Rocky. And so um, I think it was, what was the, I don't remember what the theme was that night, but people were playing roles that they hadn't played before, I think, or something like that. And so that was my first time. And I got dressed up. I went with uh, my best friend at the time and then some of our castmates from Little Shop of Horrors. We went and people wrote on uh, on my body with lipstick and um, I had the Vs on my forehead and on my cheeks. And um, that cast, I would eventually, when I turned 18, I joined that cast. That was Wild Untamed Things originally in West Hills is where I think they started. And- um, For folks listening, why did you have Vs on your forehead? Oh, uh, the first time that you go to Rocky Horror Picture Show, when you go to a shadow, a midnight shadow cast of it, you are considered a virgin. And so uh, you get uh, V's drawn on you to signify that you are a virgin. And usually uh, there is some type of virgin sacrifice that you have to go through. Uh, the one I had to do was I had to give a lap dance to the person who brought me, which was my mom. So that was, uh, I didn't want to have to do that. So instead I got to give it to one of my other cast members um that was there so that made me feel better <laughs> it was a little more appropriate for me man i don't know what i would do i don't know what i would do because like i wouldn't want to give a lap dance to my mom but i also <laughs> 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 i 
it would it would i like i like annoying my mom so there's also that i don't know <laughs> not to sound creepy but <laughs> i mean that's the t one of the tamer things that you can do in a virgin sacrifice um the one that i've seen one that they do at sins of the flesh in um santa monica is they bring you up on stage and they make you uh pretend to have an orgasm while screaming the name of one of your parents oh so that's yeah it gets it can get worse <laughs> uh virgin sacrifices uh those i've witnessed some very fun ones so that was your first rocky horror picture show that was my first yes how did that because you went all you you uh, you jumped into the deep end with that like did, did, did your friends sell it to you uh did my friends what did they sell it to you did they did they have to explain what it was to get you to go or were so they my, just like yeah it's a fun wholesome night <laughs> so no i i had my 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 best friend who i grew up with is the one who introduced me to it like she and i sat down she showed me the movie and so I had seen the movie before we went and I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh my God, yeah, this movie, I'm, I'm totally into this. And then um, it worked out that when I did Little Shop of Horrors, there were two people who do Rocky in the cast. And so me and, and, and her went to our first one together with them. And then after that, we went to a few more Rockies together uh, after that and eventually, um, it, it just snowballed into um, me joining the cast um, at that theater that was the first one I ever went to. And I performed with other casts. I was in, I performed with Too Much Coffee cast in Ventura. Um, I actually did get to perform a couple of times with Sins of the Flesh in Santa Monica. And then I joined a different cast called Terrible Thrills and we were in Simi Valley. Um, and I feel like there was one more cast. Oh, I, I performed with a cast in Long Beach. I think once or twice. Um, I don't remember what their cast was called, unfortunately. I apologize for anyone who's listening uh, that may uh, have been a part of that. Um, so yeah, Rocky Horror was a huge, huge part of my life for a very long time and also was like kind of, I, I feel like horror musicals in general became like a thing for me, so. What other, well, okay. So first I want to mention that I think the first time I saw Rocky Horror Picture Show, the earliest memory I have of it is a night after trick-or-treating and then watching Comedy Central and seeing a very uh, clean version of Rocky Horror. Uh, <laughs> How I was it clean? I don't know. They censor a lot of stuff out. I can't remember exactly what they censor out, but I just remember since I was a kid, I've always loved musicals and I fell in love with it. And I don't remember what they censored out, but I remember watching the uh, older, I'm not going to say adult, because I think it was later in my teenage years, seeing an uncut version of Rocky Horror and being like, oh, shit, this is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> this is sexy. I mean, I... Even, even before that, you still had Tim Curry being sexy. There's no way of not being, there, there's no way that Tim Curry isn't sexy. So Absolutely. <laughs> you can clean it up all you want. <laughs> yeah no it's not gonna, it's never going to be as clean as you think as you think like oh my god which brings me to this other question though uh you said you fell in love with a bunch of uh horror musicals what other horror musicals are on that list because i recently saw uh phantom of the paradise Ooh, okay so i haven't seen that uh but i've heard of it so the first <laughs> yeah 
the first one that I got involved in, uh, I already said, was Little Shop of Horrors, which led to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, the year after I did Little Shop of Horrors, I was in Sweeney Todd as Tobias. And so that was very interesting to be a part of, um, especially because like that was also kind of not, it wasn't quite my first introduction to drag, but it kind of was because I had played like a boy character in something else. But like this was my first time like uh, fully looking like a boy. Like the thing I did before, I was like an elf and... Um, there was like the elf really didn't have a gender. I was like, I was lollipop the elf along with sucker. And it was, a, it was a Christmas thing, but we're not talking about Christmas. So this was my first time. Yeah. How dare you mention Christmas? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. Blasphemy. Um, so yeah, so I did with Tobias and Sweeney Todd and which, and which is a very challenging musical just overall because the it's, it's, it's Sondheim. So the singing is just like intense and playing a role that is usually kind of played by so, so like in the movie with Tim the Tim Burton version Tobias is played by a small boy and so the songs are kind of fit his vocal range but in the musical it's usually kind of played by an adult man and so the songs are more in that range and so I really struggled with kind of figuring out like do I go up an octave can I sing at the at the octave that it's meant to be so it was it was very it was a very interesting um, challenge and but I really enjoyed it and so I was really obsessed with that for a bit. Um, what other horror musicals? I think those are the only two horror musicals that I've been in. Oh well. Uh, I can mention another. Yeah. Repo. Yeah, I was about to I was about to say so. Getting into Rocky Horror Picture Show. I then got into Repo the Genetic Opera, um, and I don't think I saw the, did I see the movie before I went to the Shadowcast? I don't think I did. So the Shadowcast for Repo the Genetic Opera that I attended was um, Addicted to the Knife, uh, which was originally at the Vista Theater in Los Angeles. And um, uh, so I used to go there and I, and I, I uh, what are you, uh, we're called pre-ops instead of virgins when you go for the first time there. Um, and, um, I eventually moved into the North Hollywood area. And when I did that, uh, I was close enough to start not only attending more shows, but then I joined that shadow cast as well. And I played a, 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 a myriad of, uh, characters. I started out doing a bunch of like the smaller ensemble parts and then, um, I played Amber Sweet. Um, which was really um, fun, um, but oh my god, the amount of costume changes that Amber Sweet has to do. They usually have two different uh, people playing Amber Sweet because of how many costume changes there are. But even even having two people, like they're still, they're her costumes are so much. So that that was a challenge uh, trying to do it with. I don't. Did I ever do it with two people? I think maybe I was the only Amber Sweet when I did it. And so I had to do all the costumes. Um, so I played Amber Sweet. I played Shiloh a couple times. Um, and then my favorite role though was playing Luigi. And again, this is me doing drag, which is something that I've I've come to really uh, love doing. And Luigi, I, it's so funny because uh, like I, I, th I said earlier, I'm, I'm 4'11", I'm very tiny. So being tiny luigi i was i was just called the tiny ball of rage like that's what i was referred to as and uh it's funny 
the last time I went to Midsummer Scream in 2019, I because I don't I was not a, um, a volunteer that year. I was just an attendee. I got to meet Bill Mosley, who plays Luigi in Repo the Genetic Opera. And uh, I got to one of the things one of the reasons that like my cast made me Luigi is because they said I give good Mosley face. And so I did the face for him and he laughed and he said I looked great. And I was, it was just like, oh, my God. So that was that was really cool. I did not get a picture with him and I regret doing not getting a picture with him. I should have done that. Um, so, yeah, so that was another kind of like and that was really more gory uh, in uh, than anything else that I had kind of done. Like Sweeney Todd is gory. It's more bloody than gory. But like Repo is like blood and guts and all kinds of stuff. So that kind of started helping me desensitize myself to more gory horror. Um, and that was, yeah, a, again, a big part of my life. I, I was even a, um, a, a leader for the Genturns, which are like the, the nurses in uh, the Repo movie. I got to uh, be the leader for that and, and teach the choreography for that. And that was really, really fun as well. Now, one of my questions was, uh, what spooky shows have you been involved with? And you already listed a million spooky shows. Um, but you've also been, you, you mentioned uh, the Haunted Hayride. Um, is that your only haunt that you've done? No, a- that, is, that is not the only haunt I've done. That was the first. So I, I attended the Hayride back in, like, I want to say, if not 2017, then I think it was 2015. And that was the first haunt I ever visited. Um, and I loved it because it's, I, I find it w- much more theatrical or I, or I no, they're all theatrical, but that was like my first introduction. I was like, oh, this is like horror theater. I love this. And then in 2018, the years blur. Don't worry about that. And we're in a pandemic, so they blur even more so. <laughs> exactly. So the yeah. Before 20, times. <laughs> yeah. So then 2018, I auditioned. And I got to be a part of it. And I was in the trick-or-treat maze, which is the maze. Back then, it was you would go through the maze, you would knock on doors, and someone would come out and scare you and then either give you candy or they would give you something else or they would just scare you. And so uh, my section, I was, I had um, a twin. We were two creepy twins. And so we hid behind a haunted ice cream truck. And there were, it was, uh, there were four of us in that area. There was me and my twin. And then in the ice cream truck was the creepy ice cream man. And then we had a, uh, a giant doll, um, a person dressed up as a giant doll. And so me and my twin would come out and we would speak at the same time and be cute. And then we would point and say, have you seen our dolly? And then they would look and there's a giant doll in the mist just standing there. And the doll is the one who would give out the candy in that section. Um, so that was the first haunt I was involved in. And then the next year, I auditioned for Hayride and didn't get in because they were changing um, owners. Um, and I just, I did not have a good audition that year. Uh, but then I ended up auditioning for Reign of Terror in Thousand Oaks. And um, I got involved in that. And in that one, I played a few different roles. And then halfway through, I ended up not being able to continue with it. They ended up uh, letting me go, which uh, has to do with, this is very funny. Uh, I actually have a fear of animatronics. And so that was kind of and is kind of an issue for me is that I, I, I definitely am not as scared as I thought I was. I realized that this year going and visiting different yard haunts, um, I was like, OK, if I can see if I know it's coming, I'm fine. But if it just is suddenly there and it's loud and it comes toward you. Nope, nope, nope. Goodbye. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, those are the two haunts that I was involved in. What is the audition process, if you don't mind me asking? Ooh, uh, let's see. So for Haunted Hayride, uh, they did it in groups. And they basically kind of brought us into a room and they kind of explained what they were looking for. And then one by one, they gave us like a prompt to do. And I don't remember what my prompt was the first time I auditioned. Um, but I, I did some sort of prompt. I think I was, oh, I think it might've been a werewolf or something. Cause I remember being very animalistic. Um, and then, um, oh, it was, it was something where like we had to, we started as one character and then we switched gears and turned into something completely different. And then, uh, and then I feel like we all did something as a group. And that was it. That's what I remember for the first time. The second time they gave us a prompt and the prompt that I got, I just, I struggled to like even think about, okay, what would this even be? And then, and then we did something as a group and to see who would kind of stand out in that group and to see how we would interact with each other. And it just didn't work out for me that time. For Reign of Terror, it was more one-on-one -on -one, and they sort of like brought me through the maze with the lights on and the animatronics off. And they kind of put me in different things, told me what to do. And then we did like practice runs. Um, and that's how I did that audition. And then I think we also did it in groups for like training. And during the training, they had the animatronics on and they have this huge kind of spider looking thing. And it is, it is big, it is massive. It comes toward you and it is so loud that I got so terrified, I froze. And I actually kind of sunk to the ground. I started crying and I couldn't move on. And so they had to like kind of help get me there, there are a bunch of exits in Reign of Terror, so they were able to get me through an exit, get me around, and get to the next part where I could calm down. And so they would try to find spots for me where I wouldn't have to go past animatronics, but it just wasn't working out. And I totally like understand like the um um uh, it's definitely something that it's like if I'm gonna be a scare actor, I know it's something I need to get over, and I know how to approach it in the future. I need to desensitize myself to it, so that's something I definitely want to try again in the future when things are more calm. <laughs> I know my uh, grandfather many years ago. He said that uh, he saw an ad for a circus circus looking for uh, clowns, saying that they they need clowns for circus circus. And my grandpa was like, uh, oh, Jimmy would be great for that. And he he was unaware that I have a fear of clowns. And my mom was like, I don't think Jimmy's up for that. I'm like, yeah, no, fuck that. I would never, I could probably be a clown. I could see me doing it. But every time I see it, like if, if, if I'm the clown, I'm fine. Because then I wouldn't see myself. I'd be okay. But the moment I have to see myself, because we did a podcast. We did, we did a, a, a bowl where I dressed up as a clown. And every time I looked at the phone, Every time I looked at the screen and I saw myself as a clown, it was another layer of fear. And that, no, fuck that. I, as long as I'm, oh, if I'm a clown, as long as I'm away from mirrors, I'm okay. So um. I can understand that, not wanting to be around animatronics. I can understand that. Because um, yeah. being, <laughs> I've, I, I, I talked to you and a mutual friend of ours, Brett, and uh, I talked about the uh, audition process of being a, in a haunt. And every time I hear it, I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm not an actor. That that sounds 
sounds awful. So while I can do voices, I can I can do voices and be silly, but I'm definitely not an actor because I would not be able to consistently do that for a long period of time. And every time I hear the prompts where they're like, all right, now do this as this. I'm like, mm, no, thank you. Nope. <laughs> I, I hear you. I absolutely hear you on that because the thing, so doing the same thing all night long can get a little boring depending on what it is you're doing. But like, um, if you have, if you're, if you're, if you're in a spot where you have to stay where you are and you just kind of have a script that you repeat over and over again, that can get boring. But if you're someone who gets to kind of roam around and interact more and do more improv, I think that's what makes it more fun because you get more unique experiences with, with, with guests. Um, and I, that is something I would love to do. There was a section in Haunted Hayride called Purgatory and the more experienced taunt actors were in that area where they would go and they would kind of run up to people and scare them and they would kind of go around and do stuff. And then, uh, and so that was like something where if I had been able to continue with Haunted Hayride, that is something I would have loved to have worked up to because I think that would have been the most fun getting to like, um, getting to interact more with uh, characters. But uh, one thing that helped with Hayride is that me and my twin actually helped uh, with giving the other actors in our our um, maze a break. And so when someone needed a break, we would go and we would be at their section or be at their door and we would scare. We were still like creepy girls, but it was like, it was kind of, and it would freak people out because if we were, because uh, one of us would be in one area and then the other one would either be back in our original area or uh, covering for someone else. And so people would be like, how'd you get here that quick? And, like we would freak people out because there's like two of us. So that was really, that was a fun uh, extra way to scare people that I really uh, enjoyed. And having someone with you also is a huge help. I would not have gotten through my first time being in a haunt if I didn't have my twin. Um, she, we were each other's like support. Like we, when the nights were rough, we were very much supportive of each other and we made sure each other took breaks. Although I took more breaks than she did because I really needed to take breaks. Um, but we were like, she was such a trooper and, and like, I really loved working with her and then not having someone to work with the next year at, at Reign of Terror. It was definitely um, much more of a challenge and it, it kind of makes sense why I, it didn't end up working out for me. So that was, that was a very interesting learning experience. Yeah, I'm going to stick to uh, drawing spooky things. I don't want to, every time I, I absolutely. About hunt, I'm like, nah, I'm cool. Um, speaking of, uh, well, I draw a lot of uh, Halloween specials. I like to make that little story arcs. Um, what is your favorite Halloween special on TV or movie, whatever? I'm going to stick with TV. I'm going to stick with TV. Because yeah, a lot yeah, of shows yeah. do Halloween specials. What is one of your favorites? So, it, I, I can't really think of, like, Halloween episodes of anything that really uh, uh, reach out to me. Like, I something that I just thought of just now was, like, the Treehouse of Horror Simpsons specials. I had a DVD of that growing up where it was, like, four different ones, four different years of it. And the one that I remember most from that is the first time... Uh, it's like uh, Homer become goes into like a different dimension and he becomes 3D. 
And I remember that one being like, oh my God, Homer's 3D. Like that was such a huge, uh, cool new way to see Homer and Bart uh, enters it briefly too. And then all of a sudden we see Homer in the real world and he, it ends with him going into an erotic cake store. And I just remember laughing so much about that. Um, so that's the first thing that came to mind just now. But something that I had thought of before was the scary godmother uh specials so there's there's the first one that's like scary godmother's spooktacular and then the second one is scary godmother revenge of jimmy or jimmy's revenge and i had only i hadn't seen those when i was younger this was like within the past few years i saw it and because i think it was on like cartoon network and i was scrolling through and i watched it and i was like this is really cute this is just like a really cute kids like short tv movie um and i just love the atmosphere of it i love the idea of having a fright zone where all of like the monsters live like and they had they had they have scully the skeleton they have um bugaboo the like monster they had scary godmother they had uh the vampire the vampires um shoot what's the I can't remember the um, the name of the the vampire dad. Um, but the kid's name is Orson, and and then the the werewolf in that is so different from any other werewolf I can think of, because it is he does look like a werewolf, and his name is Harry, and he talks like he's almost very proper, and he's very much like a geek. He's like super geeky about things, and uh, he's has a ravenous appetite, which makes sense, but he's just. I've never seen a werewolf like that before. And I, I just, I found it very fun. Um, so I would say that is, those those two are my favorite specials because the, the the sequel, the animation was a little bit different, maybe even a little bit better. And um, it was also still super cute. And like they teach kids like how to have a fun Halloween even without like buying candy or costumes or things like that. And I thought, I just think that that's a really cute like lesson. Um, so yeah. This month, uh, because they have all the Treehouse of Horror on Disney Plus, I realized I dropped out of watching Simpsons re regularly many years ago, and mm -hmm. so I devoted <laughs> this month to watching all of the Treehouse of Horror, and there's a lot. So that was difficult. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm running out of time, and so I binge watch a few of the episodes, and I, I, I. I can now say that I have watched every Treehouse of Horror so far until the next one this year. Um, but uh, I watched that because I can remember when uh, the Treehouse of Horror came out with Homer Simpson becoming CG and being like, oh, man, that's amazing. That's fantastic. Watching it now, I'm just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> that is cute. Um, <laughs> CG has gotten a million, and they do that later. They they do CG again, and it's like, wow, that's a thousand times better than it was. That's it's fun seeing the animation get better throughout the years. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And is another it, is, thing, is the one the uh, the Coraline parody. Yeah. That, yeah, I just saw that the other day. It was uh, my dad was watching TV and and it was on and I was like, oh, it's Coraline. Oh, that was so that was cool. That was cool to see. And the yeah, uh, uh, but another thing of the episode where the first episode when he was CG, um, when he goes into the real world. So one thing I 
I don't know if the extras were told to do this to spread people out, but as I was watching, I was like, they're keeping six feet away from each other. Well done, crowds. (laughs) (laughs) I saw people walking and there was enough space for COVID. And I'm like, ah, every time, every now, now during the pandemic, every time I watch like a crowd, every time I see people gathered up, I get a little bit, a little bit of anxiety where I'm like, nope, space them out. But I watch that. I'm like, all right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So now you just have to, now you just have to imagine is, is, are people spaced out enough that Homer can fit in between them? Right? Do you think, <laughs> think they're spacing out? Do you think they're spacing out because they want to see the, the street to look more full or because they didn't know where Homer was going to be animated? I, I don't know. That's a good question because I, I wonder when, when they film stuff where they have a, a, a CG element, usually they have some sort of marker to like show where, to, where your eyeline is supposed to go, where you're supposed to look and, um, so I wonder if they had that during that or if they just sort of told them to space out the way that they did or if they had like an actual marker to help them like physically space. You know what I mean? I mean, some of the extras do look at them. So I, I assume yeah. that they had some kind of marker. Like, was it just like a person in a green screen suit or we don't know? I, I, I would love to see a behind the scenes of that episode to find out. I don't think we're ever going to get it. I don't think so I'm going to check on YouTube to see if there's a behind the scenes shot of that. Yeah. Um, my third Halloween special, and I don't think a lot of people know about this, is the Angry Beavers Halloween special. Oh? Yeah. Uh, that's always been my favorite because uh, what happens is the Angry Beavers meet their favorite actor, and their favorite actor is done in a very old time, not old time, that's a weird thing to say with this one. Um, it's done in a very uh, Johnny Quest animation style, um, and the Venture Brothers did it, did it, uh, took it a, a, a step further. But the Angry Beavers had very dramatic, very uh, comic book characters that were animated for this Halloween special, and I always thought that was fascinating seeing two different animation styles interact with each other. Um, other shows have done that, so bravo to them. But seeing it then as a kid, I was like, this is so cool. And uh, um, a few years ago, when I bought the Halloween tree on DVD, Amazon was like, would you also like this collection of Nickelodeon Halloween specials? I'm like, uh, indeed I would. Uh, yes, sold. Thank you. Um, I don't like it when the suggested purchases come up, because sometimes those suggestions are really good. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, I didn't, I didn't plan on spending this much money, but uh, touche. <laughs> touche. <laughs> um, if you were to dress up as a sexy candy or make a costume that's based on a sexy candy, uh, a sexy costume that's based on a candy, what candy would you pick? Um, that's a good question. Oh, um, I, so. I love chocolate, like, I love chocolate a lot, so I was like, okay, it has to be a chocolate candy. What kind of chocolate candy? So I decided, like, a Hershey's Kiss. So, like, fishnets, and then going up to having, like, big hips, and then, like, my hair is the the little, um, not the wrapper, but the, the what is that thing well, called that, that sticks out of it? Uh, would it? Would you call it a tag? 
don't even a know. Yeah, a tag. Really? Like I don't know what you call that. So like my hair would be the tag, and so I would. That's what I would kind of. That's what I would do. Is it would be like a, a Hershey's kiss. That'd be cool because then you'd also make it out of that shiny foil that they have. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, honestly, like that's kind of easy to do, and I feel like it probably does exist. I bet there is like a Hershey's kiss, a sexy Hershey's kiss. I know there's an artist who I've seen on Redbubble who makes like sexy versions of food where it's just like the food, then it just has sexy legs. And so that's kind of what I was thinking about when you, when I when I saw that question, I was like, okay, what candy? And so, but, but like the idea of having like the nice big like hips that, that a Hershey's kiss would have, like that's that's why I picked that. I think I would pick Three Musketeers. <gasps> I, yes. I can't tell if I would keep it candy. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would stick to the candy theme or try to branch out to being a musketeer. <laughs> Immediately when you said that, like, I thought of, like, three guys as the musketeers, but it's just, <laughs> it's, just it's like musketeer on top and then just, like, fishnets and heels. Like, I don't know why, like, just, like, when you think of just generic, sexy, any Halloween costume, it's just like the regular thing on top and then just fishnets and heels on the bottom. That's what I think of the first thing. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that one is pretty funny. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm really debating on doing that late, uh, next year. Do it, do, really it, do that, it, do it, do it, do it, do well, it. No, not as far as a costume, but just as far as like drawing. Because oh, that would be yes. really funny to draw normal characters on top. <laughs> yes. And always fishnet sexy legs on bottom that'd be yes. really fun <laughs> I, do it please i i want to see that just of of like that that's the, like any sort of like sexy version of a character it's just like it's regular on top and almost like a almost like it's like a satyr or a centaur but it's just instead of being an animal it's just sexy legs well because june tune june tune is a uh, art challenge where every day is another prompt and it's you're supposed to draw your favorite cartoon that relates to that prompt i might do sexy <laughs> fishnet leggings that month oh shit this is a great idea thank you i love this oh my gosh i love this <laughs> that'd be so weird so delightfully weird because i'm gonna make the legs really long and sexy but then the cartoon character the the, the top half will be still in the very cartoon style. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. I'm holding you to it. It's 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 been recorded. You're doing this. Like you have to commit to this now. Because I haven't done June Tune in a while, but this could be fun. This could be really fun. This is inspiring. Yay! <laughs> I love that. That makes me so excited. <laughs> then, then if I draw like uh, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse would still be short because <laughs> short character, short arms, but then sexy legs underneath. <laughs> I like this so much. Thank you. Yay! You're welcome. I'm so glad I can inspire sexy things. <laughs> the audience can't see this little dance I'm doing <laughs> with my arms. Um, what is it? Because I've done I've done sexy legs on a character before, where I, I I can't remember what the art challenge was, but I drew a I drew a biscuits and gravy, and there's gravy pouring down on the biscuit. And I don't remember if I gave the character arms. I think it might may have. I think I made arms also pouring the gravy, but the biscuit was just a regular biscuit, but the biscuit yes. had legs. 
I have to I'll I'll find the artists that I'm thinking about and I'll send you their stuff later because like it's it's exactly that. It's like a food item with sexy legs and it makes me so it just brings so much joy to me. I'll send that to you later. I'm looking absolutely forward to that. Yay. Um what's a mundane weird fear that cuz cuz whenever we think of scarecrow, I think no. There was a short on a uh, Batman. It's the Batman parody skit where mm-hmm. girl hit him with gas. And Batman kept seeing a bunch of r- random weird shit. Like uh, one of the fears that Batman had was a, a rumba. Was that a rumba? Yeah, the little vacuum guy, right? Oh, the uh, Roomba? Roomba, thank you. Roomba's a dance. <laughs> Roomba, the Roomba. Rum- Roomba's a dance. <laughs> um, what's a mundane weird fear that Scarecrow would make you see? Mundane. Look, okay. Another example of this was uh, my friend recently went to a haunt. And they had a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, but the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man's arms were were real arms. They weren't Stay Puff's arms. They just had oh God, no. <laughs> it was Stay Puffed head and top torso, but human arms, and they were painted white to be Stay Puffed, but they were not Stay Puff's arms. They were real arms, and I I was I was like, that's kind of creepy. That's fucking, I'm terrified of that. <laughs> I mean, for me, I I don't know if it's mundane. it's bugs i really don't like bugs specifically bug faces creep me out so much so just like being surrounded by giant bugs staring at me i think would be that's what it would be i don't know if that's necessarily mundane but it is weird just just like being surrounded by giant bugs chasing me i would hate that i don't think that's mundane you don't think it's mundane no we Uh, can get more mundane I think uh, uh, what my fear would be, what my mundane fear would be, um, I think, (laughs) I think that Scarecrow would make me see uh, a bunch of phones and every text message says we need to talk. (laughs) Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, that, that, that kind of mundane. Oh, man, shoot. We can come back to that question. We can come we back, can to, back that. to that. We can come back to that because I didn't realize how mundane you meant. And now I'm just like, shoot, what? Uh, oh, okay. Um, empty cabinets. Just like not having food because I'm someone who has to snack regularly. I can't eat big meals. So when I'm running, when I'm out of food, it, it, it's just like, oh, God, oh, God, what am I going to eat? Oh, God, I'm going to get a stomachache. Oh, God. So that, that I, I think is what it would be for me is just like uh, opening up cabinets or the fridge and just seeing nothing and just being and and then looking at my wallet and seeing no money and just being like oh god (laughs) i kind of had that panic at the beginning of the pandemic where they're like a a lot of places are closing down i was Mm -hmm. like well then what am i going to eat and i started panicking and i remember uh freaking out and going to jack in the box that night after work and seeing jack in the box open i was like okay cool all right i'm fine i'm fine (laughs) Because the grocery stores were getting cleaned out, and I was kind of mm-hmm. freaking out about like I I I don't have time to go to to go to the grocery store, because I think that I was at work when they got the alert, because my uh, supervisor told us, and I was like I was starting to panic real hard, <laughs> but that subsided and I was fed. Um, in that vision that Scarecrow makes you see, would all the cabinets open at the same time, or would you discover it as you open them? 
I would be discovering it as I open them and it would just be like this co- like 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 rows and rows of cabinets where it's like you would think that there it's just filled with a ton of food but every cabinet I open there's nothing and then there's bugs <laughs> and then there's bugs and then there's bugs bugs are bugs are edible <laughs> not for me they're not I don't want that in my body no thank you <laughs> what I hate is knowing that people who are listening to this who are haunt people, if they use this against me, like, I'm not going to be happy about that. Because I know, I know people love to use people's fears against them and love to do that. So I'm like, I'm not looking forward to the amount of bugs that people are going to be sending me after this. So this episode is going to come out in November, as I mentioned. Um, So let's talk about a turkey. Why not? We can throw a turkey in this episode. Um, if if we were to make a monster movie parody with a turkey as the monster as an antagonist, um, which film would you use? Jimmy, you're gonna hate me. Probably. Pennywise from It. So Fun. instead of instead of a clown, it's a turkey. Okay, so it'd be a turkey <laughs> under uh, in the sewer trying to get Georgie to come to him. Yep, just. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Let me, let me hear the turkey call again. <laughs> Fantastic. Perfect. <laughs> but then the turkey would turn into stuff, right? Yeah, the turkey still turns into stuff. But when it's when it's just like normal, when it's like supposed to be Tim Curry or. Oh, God, what's the other actor's name who just played him in the most recent version? Oh, my God. It, it, it's part of the Scar- Skarsgård kind. Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård, I think. Okay. Um. Um. So yeah, instead of the clown, it's 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 a turkey. Uh, that would so you said you're gonna hate me, but I think that would fix the movie for me. Oh, you know what? That 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 fits. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with a spooky turkey. <laughs> I would. I I think that I would see the setup of it, and I'll be like, oh, please don't be a clown. Please don't be a clown. And it would be a turkey, and I'm like, all right, cool, sold, perfect, perfect, nicely, <laughs> nicely fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want someone now to like take clips from it from the most from any version of it and just replace Pennywise with a turkey now just I'm, I just, I just want to see that now I'm pretty confident I'm going to draw uh, a turkey <laughs> Pennywise and it's going to be weird because people are going to be like uh, aren't you afraid of clowns I'm like ah this is a turkey completely <laughs> different <laughs> so my question is are you going to draw clown makeup on the turkey or is it just going to be a turkey it's just gonna be like a draw, normal turkey. I can draw a clown makeup on the turkey. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I, I, so the scariest drawings I do of a clown is when I have to actually look at a clown for a long period of time. But mm-hmm. I already have his makeup. I already have Pennywise's makeup memorized, so I don't have to look at a picture of Pennywise. And it'll okay. Be, it'll be fine. Um, the hardest, like when I drew the uh, when I when I drew the cereal box for the the clown episode of Question Crunch. I had to look at their costumes and draw so I can design so I can draw what they look like. That's awful. Oh, buddy. It's only scary when I have to look at a clown, but I think the turkey will be fine because I've already got his hair memorized. I've got his makeup. It's cool. It's fine. It's good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. Okay. That makes me happy to hear because, like, I working with you at Midsummer Scream, I specifically would try to like if you were on stage. 
I would like look around to see who was who was kind of coming and hanging out, and I would specifically stand in front of anyone dressed as a clown so you wouldn't have to look at them. And I remember doing that for like a good hour or two at one point because I was just like, nope, nope, we're not. Jimmy's working right now. Go away, clowns. Or I would or I would go interact with them and make them uh, uh, not get too close to you or not in your field of vision so you could you could do your show. So. Yeah, but. I also like getting scared. Oh, okay. Um, I always feel like it it, it adds a little because like I don't know. Um, I don't like clowns and I don't like looking at clowns, but I'm not. It's 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 not. I don't freak out. I don't scream. I don't. You know, it's not. Uh, what's demobilizing? I don't. I don't. I don't go into the fuel position and I'm not done or anything. I can keep yeah. on. Yeah. They just make me uncomfortable. Um. The only time that I have an issue with it is if they pop up or, or scare me. That's the only time that I'll, I'll uh, it was at Not Scary Farm where a few of the clowns are just really surprising. They, they don't jump out at me. They just show up randomly and then I, then I'm done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to go to Not Scary Farm so bad someday. I want to go so bad. Because I, uh, when, when we went to the, when I spent the night at the Clown Motel uh, back in 2017, we watched uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and for the most part, the clowns are very slow, and so they don't really scare me. It's only when they get <laughs> close up on their face, and I see the animatronic faces, that's the only time I'm ever creeped out. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> I have, I have, I've yet to see that movie just because I know there's animatronic stuff in it, and so I, I have been avoiding that movie. I am not. I don't have a fear of clowns. I actually, when I worked Reign of Terror, the first character I played was like a clown kind of character. So um, I'm not afraid of clowns. In fact, I think I'd make a really good one uh, if, if, if I, uh, given the chance. Um, but uh, I'm glad I haven't seen that costume. Yeah, no, uh, I didn't get to take many pictures in it. So yeah, you're it's it's good. Um, I will say though, the wig that I wore for it, the color of it was this nice, like kind of r dark red. And if I ever get the chance to dye my hair that that color, I would do it. I just need to, I need to, I have so many different ways I want to dye my hair. It's so funny. Um, can, can, can I mention really quickly? How I, I don't know if you've talked about this. I, I haven't had the chance to listen to the clown uh episode of your podcast but did you get to talk about the little pennywise that was in your audience for one of your shows um i don't remember i know i talked about it okay. i don't remember which bowl i've talked i might have talked about it numerously numerous times okay okay remember. so if we talked if we talked about it before then then we don't have to go into it but i just want to say like i watched you during that and i was so proud of you for that <laughs> I do remember what episode it was, uh, because the little Pennywise, uh, his mom was a guest on <laughs> Question Crunch. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Because his that. mom, his mom, uh, Mandy, uh, she has a, a a spooky clothing line that you might want to check out if you haven't. Oh, what is it? I want to oh, tell me about it. <laughs> monster under your uh, monster under your bed clothing. Check it out. It it was uh, she was a guest on previous uh, <laughs> on a previous episode. So I am on yeah, Instagram. I, I am looking it up right now. <laughs> um, what is a new spooky movie show that you watched during this month? So I didn't really get the chance to try anything new. I was going to so. Uh, to kind of talk about my fear of animatronics, the reason that that started was because of Chucky and the Child's Play movies, specifically Bride of Chucky. When it came out, there were dolls 
everywhere being sold. And the idea of it, I hadn't seen the movie. I had maybe seen like a clip of it on TV. And it was, it, it, it started this fear of like, oh my God, my dolls are going to kill me. Or, and then, and then it turned into, oh, it's an animatronic. Oh my God, animatronics are going to kill me. Um, but over the years, learning how it works, learning who's the voice behind Chucky, learning about all of that, I've actually, I'm actually starting to actually enjoy Chucky. And so my goal was I was going to do a movie marathon where I watch all of the Child's Play movies, Child's Play 1 through 3, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, uh, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and then I was going to watch the TV show because they're all in the same universe. Um, and I just never got around to doing it. Um, but that's what I would have liked to have watched. Um, I This year, I finally got into the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. I had seen an episode of it pre like last year, but I didn't watch it. I finally watched it this year in this month and love it. I enjoy it so much. Um, it's so funny. Um, I love Nadja. I love her doll. I just, that was my favorite episode. Like, I really enjoy that. I don't want to spoil it too much because I don't know if everyone's caught up with it yet. Um, Good but, call. Yeah. But I will say something that I watched for the first time in October that I had never seen before that I do consider a, a spooky movie. Do you know the movie Legend? Yes. So, yeah, with Tim Curry in it. So I had never, I had only heard about the movie because Tim Curry was in it. And I've seen pictures of him as darkness with the giant horns. He's like this devil looking thing. And it's like, oh, that's badass. And I had seen maybe like a clip of, of him in it. And so I was like, okay, yeah, we have the, D my, my parents had the DVD. So we watched it on my mom's birthday. And um, it was not the movie I thought it was. I didn't even know Tom Cruise was in it. Um, and it was just not, I, I, cause like I, I grew up watching a lot of like fantasy movies. So like Dark Crystal, Willow, um, those kinds of movies or movies that I were in my part of my childhood. And so I was like, if I had watched this as a kid, I would have loved it. Seeing it as an adult, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I, what? I, <laughs> I love Tim Curry and it. Tim Curry is like the best part of it for me, but I was like, why isn't there more Tim Curry? I thought there was going to be more Tim Curry and there wasn't. And it's, it was, ah, it was just, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Now, did you watch the, uh, cause I remember there was a scene that was cut when I first watched it. And then I watched the, cause like, there's a scene where there's a swamp witch. Yes. Yes. The swamp witch. That was also my favorite part because the swamp witch is played by, Oh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's in Star Trek, and I love his character in Star Trek. Oh, but yeah, I know I love the Swamp Witch. Um, that was terrifying. Oh my gosh, I loved it. So that's why I'm I'm confused as to I, I think as an adult, I watched it for the first time as an adult many many years ago. Um, but I loved it, so I don't know. I I think it's a fantastic film. I mean, it, I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm just saying it, it. I had I went into it with certain expectations, I guess, and it didn't meet those expectations. And so I just was I was disappointed that it didn't it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I think it's still a really interesting film. Um, one of the things I'm trying to remember, one of the criticisms I had about it was like, why are there so many close ups on their faces for so long? I remember there's just an abundance of close-ups on different actors faces and it's like 
okay, I'm very much memorizing what these actors look like now. I was like, I thought I already knew what Tom Cruise looked like, and now I know even more. And he's really young in that, too. So that's that was very interesting to see. I think that might have been his first film or one of his first films that he was in. I think so. Um, yeah. That's actually also my complaint on the Netflix movie Babysitter. Mm. Is way too many close-ups where I'm like, calm down, back up, let me... <laughs> I, let me look at the costume so that I can, because uh, the costume that I'm not going to remember the main girl's name, but her like costume, the the kind of that dark gothic costume that she wears when she's like having dinner with darkness like that. I love that. I absolutely loved that costume. And I'm like, yes, I want that. Can I, can I, can I wear that? Can I? Yes. <laughs> I was all about that. What advice would you give to someone who might be a little burnt out. We are in a weird time, the pandemic going on. Um, what advice would you give to someone who wants to celebrate Halloween, but might be a little exhausted? So I'm trying to, I'm honestly trying to figure that out myself. And I think, um, I think what I would say is that, this is, that's a very good question. Um, don't force yourself to do things if it's not enjoyable to you. It's okay to take a break and to sort of maybe this year you don't you don't celebrate the way that you used to. Maybe you don't celebrate in October. Maybe you start feeling it when October's over because of this expectation that it's like, okay, I gotta do all of this stuff. It's October. I gotta I gotta watch all the movies. I gotta decorate. I gotta make this. I gotta do that. And it's sort of like this that you put these expectations on yourself of like what it is you're supposed to do during Halloween and during October that it's like, try to let that go. Whatever, whatever comes up, whatever feels right for you to do, just do it. And if it doesn't happen in October, that's okay. Like you're allowed to enjoy Halloween throughout the year that's why there are so many different um like uh, especially in like kind of california area southern california area there are a ton of different spooky like uh markets that have been happening that have and then we of course we have midsummer screen which is like there are conventions there are horror and halloween conventions that happen throughout the year so it's like you don't need to make halloween like the apex of your spooky stuff that you do like you can choose to do like like the uh, april is half half a ween. like you can do stuff then if you're if you're too burnt out to do it now learn to learn to be okay with it i know that's hard to say but it's like trying to force it is just going to make it worse and it's just not going to be as fun so being able to just accept how you're feeling feel your feelings don't don't try to force it don't try to force yourself to feel a certain way it's like our 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 passion for things changes over time sometimes we're no longer passionate about something and sometimes we have that passion but we we expect to feel a certain way about it and because we have that expectation when we don't feel it we get disappointed and we worry about how oh i don't feel i don't enjoy this thing anymore it's like no i still enjoy this i just have to find a different way to enjoy it and so for me I was like, okay, growing up as a kid, of course, you you get dressed up and you go trick-or-treating. And then at a certain age, maybe you don't want to go trick-or-treating or you feel like you're not allowed to go trick-or-treating. So what do you do instead? You Maybe you still dress up and you, you, you're the one who hands out candy. And so that's what I did. And then I, even as a kid, I was remembering that like I did 
kind of yard stuff as a kid. There was one year I was a punk bride of Frankenstein and we set up the front porch so it looked like a laboratory. And I, my mom found, we had like a cot and I lied down on the cot. And then as people came up, I slowly rose up from the cot and I scared the crap out of kids and parents alike. And it was great. And then I would hand out candy. And so then there was that. And then, uh, for, and then it's for me, it turned into uh, performing in or going to Rocky Horror Picture Show where we both the genetic opera. And then some years it was uh, going to a convention that would happen on Halloween. There was a convention, I think it was called Kamikaze during uh, 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 Halloween weekend in Los Angeles. And so I went to that. And some years you just stay home and maybe you just watch scary movies and eat um, candy yourself or you eat something that you made and then you go to bed. And then someday, some, some years you just don't do anything. And that's okay. Like Halloween can happen whenever you want it to happen. Like fuck society and its rules. It's your life. Do what you want.